0: bibles just keep standing for a second as i read the the word of god matthew chapter 18 matthew chapter 18 is this is what it says again i say to you and this is jesus speaking right he's speaking to his people again i say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask for it shall be done for them by my father who is in heaven again i say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask for it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name I am there in their midst Lord we thank you Lord we worship you that you are here today that you're here today because we're gathered in your name declaring your name above every other name declaring your faithfulness still stands And God, we declare together today that we choose to serve you, choose to fix our eyes on you this morning, Lord. And I pray right now, Lord, that every heart here would be softened. Right now, by your Spirit. Holy Spirit, soften the hearts. Open the minds of each and every one of us here today so that, Lord, your word would penetrate to the deepest parts of us, conforming us into your image and into your likeness, Jesus, causing a hunger and a thirst to rise up on the inside of us, not wanting what the world has to offer us, but only keeping our eyes fixed on heaven, wanting your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, in our lives as it is in heaven. I pray that today. I pray that today. Holy Spirit, have your way, have your way. I pray, Lord, that I would decrease so that your spirit would increase so that this word would go forth exactly the way you want it to go forth today. Because Lord, we trust you. We trust you that you're working all things together for our good for your glory Jesus be glorified and everybody said amen amen before you're seated give three people a fist bump and I want you to tell them they say intercede for me and our country tell them say intercede for me and our country intercede for me and our country well good morning CWC how many of you are excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning come on excited yeah yeah, he's the God of the living. I expect you to act alive. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Man, I just love his faithfulness. It's incredible because there's nothing like it on this earth. There's just nothing like it. The people closest to us aren't as faithful as God. And so, man, we, we need him and we need to realize that and, and just, you know, anchor ourselves in his faithfulness. Amen. 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 Not a woman. <laughs> I'm gonna behave. I said I would behave. <laughs> Glory to God. Preach. Yeah. That won't preach. Like, it ain't gender specific, man. Like, it means so be it. Try to come out and cover it up. Like I was joking. No, you weren't. You were for real. A eh, woman. Praise the Lord. So Amen. How many of you remember my message from last week? Nobody. Man, I'm glad, I'm glad the Lord is impacting you on such a deep and cellular level. <laughs> anyway, hopefully if you were here, um, you remember some of, of what we, we talked about. Um, now I'm not going to recap it. I don't have time for that today because, man, we got a lot to get to, but a very short time to get um, to it. I'm on a time clock, as my wife said to me. And so uh, we're going we're gonna to jump into it. But what we did talk about last week was the miracle of salvation. And, and my goodness, what an incredible miracle it is. God making us right with him through his son, Jesus, not by works, but by grace that we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ, an incredible miracle of salvation. It's amazing. And we need to rejoice in it, be glad in it, uh, because only God can do it through his son. And... That leads us into the message for today, which the title of our message is Miracle of Intercession. Come on, say that with me. Miracle of Intercession. Tell your neighbor again, intercede for me. Come on, intercede for me. I won't move anywhere until you do it. Intercede <laughs> for me and for our country. And for our country. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a look, man. I began preparing right this message this week and and I tell you I had a plan man I had it all mapped out weeks and weeks and weeks ago and and I was really excited about it still am but just God changed it up a a little bit for us Um, because remember two weeks ago we launched into a brand new series titled House of Miracles right House of Miracles and and I mean, I've been praying over and over and over again about this series and, and how it was to go. Lord, what do you want me to convey to your people through your word? How do you want it to be laid out structurally? What, what content do you want in it? And, and so the Bible has a lot in it, man. We could go a lot of places talking about the house of miracles. So, so God, you're gonna have to narrow it down. Like I said before, typically it's not hard for me to find out what to say. It's what not to say. Uh, it's so true, but... <clears throat> However, God is, is faithful. And so, um, but I was, I was praying and and I felt like the Lord just said simply to me, basics, basic. And and maybe he said basic to me because I'm a basic guy, very simple, man. I need God to talk to me simply and make it clear for me. And so, um, he's faithful. And so he does that for me, but, but I I really felt by the spirit that, that we were to, to keep it simple, but also basic. So, I knew after the intro message launching into the series, um, House of Miracles, I knew we would go to miracle of salvation. I knew that because I was like, man, the the people of God have to realize this miracle they've received from heaven um, to be saved, to to be right with the father is is just an incredible, incredible thing. And, and, And the reason I knew we would start there, not only that, is because every other miracle is rooted in that miracle. Salvation is the foundation. Why? Because Psalms 118 and Matthew chapter 21, the Bible says that the stone the builders have rejected has now become our cornerstone. Simply meaning Jesus is our firm foundation. He is who we build our lives upon. He is who we build our beliefs upon. And and so, and, and that miracle can only come through him, salvation, so it is the foundation. But, but I knew that's where we would, we would start this series off with. And, and because we were starting there, I thought, well, then we'll just go from miracle of salvation into miracle of sanctification. Because that makes logical sense to me. That, that, just, that just makes sense. Why? Because salvation is the promise, but sanctification is the process after the promise. Amen. So I just thought, you know, hey, Look, man, it's through grace that we are saved, right? Through faith and, and then God's grace, the same grace that saved us is the same grace that will sustain us and start to change us to be conformed into his image and into to his, his likeness, right? Because after we're saved, God desires not to just leave us in that, that moment, but, but rather to, to lead us closer to him than ever before. To take us from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory is what the Bible says. From one level of faith to the next level of faith. See, see God desires for us to be holy as he is holy. Jesus says, be perfect as my father in heaven is perfect. This is sanctification played out in our our lives, and because he wants to sanctify us, he begins to conform us into the image of his Son Jesus, making us become like him in all things. It's it's an incredible miracle that God is able to perform in us, men. He makes beauty out of ashes. It's incredible. He, he takes a, a selfish and prideful people, and he turns them into a very selfless and humble. People. it's it's a miracle that can only come from God and salvation is the promise but sanctification is is the process and so it just made sense to me right it just made sense we'll go from salvation to sanctification but then as i i prayed and and prayed this week right i just kept praying god what where do you want us to go. And in case you're just, in case you're wondering, man, I, I don't on purpose cause everything to rhyme when I preach. It's just the way God speaks to me. So stop judging me. I feel like I'm rapping while I'm preaching. Praise the Lord. Like channeling my, how do I say it? I can't say Eminem. That's really bad, but <laughs> Snoop Dogg's even worse. So we'll just move on. Um, but, but I really don't try to do that. That's just how the Lord speaks to me. But 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 the way I thought it was all going to break down was was miracle of salvation, miracle of sanctification, and miracle of intercession. That's how it would all play out. All miracles, all from God for the people of, of God. All miracles that we must believe and receive as the people of God if we desire to see this place be a house of miracles, Come on, tell your neighbor again. This will be a house of miracles, man. We're going to speak it because we're going to believe it. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. We speak things as though they are, the Bible says. This is why I have you speak it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This will be a house of miracles. And so that's how I thought all this was going to play out. And it would have been great. It would have been great because the Lord gave me all three of these these messages. And it was wild how he did it because he did it simultaneously. It was all at the same time. And I was processing, trying to write and text, you know, type it in my phone as I'm driving down the road. Probably shouldn't say that. But <laughs> when the Lord speaks, you gotta, you know what I mean? Like, you just, but as I continued to pray right this week, I felt like the Lord said to me very clearly that chronological order is not the most important order to follow right now. It's not the temperature of the moment right now that you find yourself in. And I knew what the Lord was saying to me was this, what's happening right now in the time that we're living in, right, is more important or it's gonna take more precedent than some theological a system that I have worked out in my mind, that I've compartmentalized in my mind, how God works. So often we box God in and we put him in our boxes because this is what we do as human beings. And the Lord was like, no, 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 I don't want you to box me in. I want you to go exactly where I want you to go. Miracle of, of intercession. Give them what will encourage them and strengthen them for tomorrow, that will impact their lives directly tomorrow when they wake up. See, the things that we see playing out around us in, in our country and around in our, our fellow people can be really, really scary and very confusing for, for a lot of people. And if we don't know how to, to make it through it, if we don't know how to, then the enemy will have us right where he wants us. He'll have us right where, we, right where he wants us. And see, this this message is about the spiritual implications of the time we're living in and how do we navigate through it as believers, because there's a way we're to walk through it. And this this message, right, it started stirring in my my heart several several weeks ago, and I've been chomping at the bit to to preach it, and the Lord kept holding me back, holding me back, holding me back. I I didn't understand it, but but now I knew, because because, man, I just knew it was a, was a word from God. Like, I knew that I knew that I knew deep in my heart that, man, the people of God need to, to hear this. And and the Holy Spirit started to, to deposit this message in my heart after I heard several believers talk about the time that we're living in. And they started saying, man, I'm just so sick and tired of this country. I'm so sick and tired of what is happening around us. Man, I'm I'm done with all of it. I, I, don't, I don't even want to hear. I don't want to look at it. I don't want nothing to do with it. I just, I just want away from it. God, come back. Jesus, return. Take us home and do whatever with all the other nonsense. Right. Now, to be honest with you, if I'm being really transparent, I've thought the same thing. <laughs> I've prayed the same way. And if you're honest, you know you have too. Um, but I really felt like the Lord wanted to offer us a different way to view this a different way to see it. That he wants to reveal to us another way to deal with the issues of the day. And that's what we're gonna explore today through the word of God. We're gonna search the word of God for the miracle of intercession. Because the first thing we've gotta understand, we are a different people. Did you know that? Because God said so. The Bible says you are supposed to be a peculiar people. Now, sojourners, now check this out, sojourners and aliens. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you for not a single eyeball right here, <laughs> Lord. But if you will it, aliens, com- completely different, outside of the norm, that don't go with culture, that don't blend in with everybody else. Aliens. We're, we're just strangers passing through a foreign land as ambassadors of the kingdom. That's who we are. We're just passing through. This isn't our home. This is going to be here one moment, it's gone the next. Life is but a vapor. Everything on this earth, matter of fact, the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word will remain. And so, because we're called to be different, we as believers have to handle issues differently than the way unbelievers hand, handle the issues. We don't have the luxury to throw our hands up in the air and say, forget it. I'm tired of it. I'm finished with it. I'm going to wash my hands like Pontius Pilate. I'm going to wash my hands of all this this, this stuff. I'm I'm done with it. The reason we don't have the luxury for that is because God, that's not what God calls us to do. And because he doesn't call us to do that, he then empowers us and gives us the tools that we need to help bring about the change that people on this earth and this earth needs. It's just true. He, He gives us... He gives us strength, man, when when everybody else is is, is weak. He gives us strength to stand when everybody else wants to to sit. This is is how he does. See, his spirit gives us patience when when everybody else has impatience. Right? They're they're impatient. We're to be patient. He tells us to love while everyone else is hating each other. We're, We're different. He called us to be, to be different. He, he tells us to pray for our enemies while everyone else is trying to kill their enemies and destroy them. He calls us to bless those that curse us while everybody else is blessing those that bless them. And they're cursing those that, that curse them. But Jesus says, what reward is that for you? Even the Gentiles, even the unbelievers Live that way. You're called to be different. See, while everybody else is fighting against each other, we are supposed to be interceding for one another. That's the mandate. We're supposed to be believing and receiving that our God can and will show up and fight for us and protect us and walk with us through everything that this life throws at us. And and, and listen to me, listen to me. Interceding, is praying, but not all praying is interceding. That's actually really good. You could write that down. Amen. Preach. (laughs) Praise God. I'll I'll amen myself. I got no shame in my game. It's true. Interceding is is praying, but not all praying is is interceding. Let let me try to explain it like, like this to you. When I'm praying, I'm asking God for wisdom over my life. I'm asking for God's favor upon my life and my family's life, which is great, man. We should absolutely do that. Absolutely do that. It's good. But when I'm interceding, man, I'm praying for God's wisdom to overwhelm your life, overwhelm your family's life for the favor of God to to so envelop your life and your family's life that you can't help it but to recognize it. That's when I'm interceding. When I'm praying for others in the favor of God to, to come upon them and for God to move in their life. Interceding is praying, but not all praying is, is interceding. See, see, the miracle of, of intercession is, is this. Real simple, it's this. God has given us the ability and the authority to step in front of the enemy on behalf of other people. That's exactly what it is. Us having the ability and the authority to fight against the enemy on behalf of other people, to stand in the gap in between them and Satan, to say, you got to go through me to get to them. You got to go through me to get to my country. It's just not going to happen that easy. I don't know who you thought you messed with today, but I'm the wrong one, Satan, because I will fight you with everything that is within me. That's interceding, man. The miracle of of intercession, man, is God giving us his ear and his heart in such a way that it will cause him to change the outcomes of situations that was thought to be predetermined. But our prayers can touch God's heart in such a way that he brings and starts intervening, sending heaven to touch earth. See, because the the, the truth is this, man, when we talk about the difference between intercession and, and prayer, Prayer can, can be, at times, very selfish and um, self-absorbed at times. Intercession is always selfless. It's always selfless. It's, it's, God, I'm willing to put my needs and my wants behind this other people or people group or, or whatever, behind their needs and their wants. I'm willing to do that, and I want to do that. So, look, we, we, we can't ever just throw our hands up in the air with what's happening on the earth. We just can't. We can't do that when we are interceding for the earth and those in the earth and for our country, for the people here. You know, I was, I was thinking about, I was thinking about something. You guys still with me? Everybody with me, you okay? Okay. So I was thinking about something and, and I was thinking about the church and the way the church operates um, and the gifts of God, right? especially, obviously, when it comes to intercession, right? intercessors is what, what you would call people who are called to constantly intercede on behalf of the people of God, on behalf of, of people who are far from God, that God would touch them and draw them in, right? They're, they're called intercessors. But, but I really believe this, man, I was thinking about this. I, I think that the church has really done a disservice to the people of God by making intercession a, a separate and specific gift only for a select few. I believe they've, they've really created a disservice for the church. And this is what I mean by that. Because our brains compartmentalize everything. It, it, literally, that's just the way our brains work typically, right? And so we put people, places, and things in their own categories, right? In their own compartments, their neat little boxes, right? This is why we have white, black, Hispanic. We have, we have rich, middle-class, poor. We put everybody we see into a different compartment so that we can figure out what's, what's happening, instead of people just being people. No, we, we clarify what people are and who people are, right? Because we, we compartmentalize. And, and we, we've done the same thing in the church. We've done the exact same thing when it comes to the gifts of, of God. And, and listen to me, listen to me, I get, I get it, okay, I get it. We, we all have certain giftings. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. If you can't sing, you shouldn't be up here. I'm just saying, like, there's a gifting there. Like, So so I understand, and I can't sing, but I'm still up here. But hey, anyway. But but there are things we're good at, and then things we're we're not as 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 good at. Let me give you a for instance, right? Like for for me, right? I'm I'm really good at all the details. My wife, not so much. Like I'm really smart, but her, it's like, you're riding my coattails, honey. (laughs) My back sore. From (laughs) I hate details. I can't stand him. It drives her nuts. She's like, hey, let's talk about this. I'm like, no, 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 just, just handle it. Um, man, if you would believe something like that, man, I'd be like George Strait. I'll sell you some oceanfront property in Arizona. I'll throw the Golden Gate in free for you. But No, but I, I get it, right? We all have different giftings in this life. We're good at some things, not as good at, at other things. But I think at times what we've done is we've limited the miracle working power of God when it comes to the gifts of God. We, we really have. And we've done it even worse to an extra measure when it comes to intercession. We have. And it is an incredible gift of God. Believe me, I, I, I know it is, man. I mean, it is an incredible gift. I have incredible men and women of God around me that man, believe me, when things are happening and I, I can feel the, the spiritual things start to pull on me and, and try to try to bind me up, man. I call them. Hey guys, I, I need you to pray. I need you to intercede. And we, we've got them praying all the time for you and for this church and what God is 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 doing here. And so I get it. It's an incredible, an incredible gift to have. And so I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is is this. It is a gift that all of us should be seeking. All of us should be, should be asking God for this gift. And because God is faithful, he will pour out his spirit upon us and give us what we ask. See, in Romans chapter eight, the, the apostle Paul makes this statement. He says, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the father, making great intercession for us. The Bible also tells us that the spirit of God is doing the same thing interceding on behalf of us constantly before the throne of God. And so if that is the case, if that's the truth, and Christ lives in us, he is the hope of glory within us, and the spirit of God has filled us, then we should have the gift of intercession. That's why I said all that stuff before to get to that. Praise the Lord. I could have cut a lot of minutes there. but See, the Bible says every spiritual gift is yours in Christ Jesus. Every spiritual gift, every spiritual blessing is ours. And so we can all have the gift of intercession. You know what? Because we need it. We need that gift, church. We, we have to have it. So we better be seeking God for it. And here's why. Ephesians chapter six, the apostle Paul, verse 12. He makes a statement. He says, for our, our battle, our struggle, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. See, way too often, men, we fight against people in this world in the realms of men. This is where we think we fight. And God is saying, hold up, wait just a minute. Hold on a second. The battle is not fought in one down there. The battle is fought in one up here, not down there, up here in the heavens. And if we don't start fighting correctly, we're gonna keep struggling daily, feeling like we're losing constantly, day after day. We've gotta learn how to fight and where to fight in this life. And I'm telling you, there, there's not a shadow of there ain't a shadow of doubt in my heart whatsoever. The only reason I'm alive today, not not just spiritually, physically alive and not in a grave, is it because I, I figured out how to fight heroin addiction down here over a decade ago. No, no, no. It's because I had a mother who fought for me up there. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm serious. I would have been dead. That would have took my life like it did so many of my friends. It would have took my life. See, my mother interceded for me, not only daily, sometimes hourly. Telling Satan, you can't have him. You can no longer bind him with that spirit of addiction. I pray he would be free in Jesus' name. And that was a long process, by the way. She prayed that way for 15 years of my life until, man, it manifested in the natural, but it started in the heavens. That's where the, the, the battle is raging, where the war is raging. It's, it's up there, not down here. And I'm so grateful that I had a mother that had a revelation of intercession. Super grateful, because my life literally depended on it. And there's so many lives out there that depend on your intercession before the king. Depends on you getting on your knees and on your face, crying out before the Lord your family members, your neighbors, your co-workers. If they don't know Jesus, they will not make it into the kingdom. It's just that simple. Man, if we want to see, man, breakthrough in the lives of those around us, start crying out to God. Start going after him. And listen, I'm not talking about some wimpy, wampy prayer either. Like we're praying to, to, to a Jesus, right, that looks like a hippie. That's all what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about praying to a Jesus that that you've seen on a watercolor painting in a nursery somewhere with with dirty blonde hair and a, a lamb wrapped around his neck. I'm not talking about that. That is not an accurate picture of our king. That's not an accurate picture. Revelation chapter 19 gives you the picture of Jesus. And it says this, that his eyes are like blazing fire. And on his head are many crowns. He is dressed in a robe that is dipped in blood. And his name is the word of God. That's what he's called, the word of God. And the angel armies, all the armies of heaven follow him. They follow him. And it says he has a sword coming out of his mouth, not a lamb wrapped around his neck. A sword coming out of his mouth, striking down every nation that opposes him. And he will rule them with an iron scepter that don't sound like no weak and wimpy meek and mild, Jesus to me. And on his thigh will be tattooed the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's incredible. See, we don't intercede to a wimpy Jesus with a lamb around his neck petting it. No, no, no. We intercede to the lion of the tribe of Judah, to the commander of the Lord's armies, to every angel at his command. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus, every single thing, all power is his. So, so I wonder why in the world do we, we keep fighting our battles down here? I, I wonder why, where we have limited, limited power, limited strength, limited resources, limited wisdom, limited foresight, we're so limited on this earth, so limited, when God has given us the authority and the ability to get heaven's attention on our behalf if we would just pray and go after him. Man, we've got we've to learn, man. We can call heaven down. We can call it down to fight for us. You know, in Matthew chapter 11, this is, this is really powerful what Jesus says. Matthew chapter 11, he says this, the heavens suffer violence and the violent take it by force. The heavens suffer violence and the violent, the Greek word for the word violent there is biastes. And I like the way that rolls off my tongue. Biastes. Sounds so tough. But it means this. It means violent one or one who knows how to use their power. That's what it translates from. Biastes. The heavens suffer violence and the the biastes take it by force translates like this, the the heavens suffer violence. And And the violent ones, the ones who know that there is power in heaven and that God has given them an authority to bring about change on this earth, all for his glory. They will be the ones that possess that type of power and that type of change. That's what it means. Jesus is saying this, you want me to show up in power and move amongst you in miracle working power? You want it to be a house of miracles there? Then intercede before me like you know you have the authority that I've given you. Knowing that you have the power in me to call down the things of God. He's basically saying this, stop being a bunch of wimps. That's what he's saying. Stop being bench warmers sitting and watching CNN and Fox News. Instead, believe and receive that you serve a God who is exceedingly and abundantly able to do more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. According to what? According to the power that's at work within you. That's what the Bible says. The heavens suffer violence and the violent take it by force. Church, we gotta get violent in our prayer. Violent against the enemy because I promise you, he isn't playing with you, he isn't playing with your family. He isn't playing at all. He's playing for keeps. That's what he plays for. He's play- he, he is playing for souls of men while we're playing for, I don't even know what, a stock market price jump or something. I don't know. You take your pick. He's not playing games with us. He wants to kill us, destroy us. And man, he wants to take every freedom that we enjoy in our country. Every freedom. And this is why we must utilize the miracle of intercession. We must, we must utilize it. You know, in Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, there's a great example of a biastes person, a violent one that understood the power that Jesus possessed and he was going after it. And the man's name was blind Bartimaeus. It's an incredible example of it. See, in that chapter, blind Bartimaeus had been blind for years and years and years, but he heard. Now, obviously he couldn't see because he was blind, but he heard that Jesus was coming by and he'd heard about the miracle working power of, of Jesus. And when Jesus started walking by, he could hear the crowd. He starts shouting, son of David, have mercy on me. Guess what Jesus did? He kept walking. Didn't stop and run to him. Some of us might not like this picture, by the way, of Jesus. He kept walking. He yells again, son of David, have mercy, have mercy on me. Jesus, still no response, doesn't respond at all to the man. The disciples run over and begin to shut him up. Shut up, be quiet. You're acting crazy. This is not how we act when Jesus is around. When the rabbi is here, man, we got to act more dignified. It's sort of how we, we like to act in church. No dancing, no clapping, no shouting, no nothing. Just no expression. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, God's good. This is what we do. But see, when when, when blind Bartimaeus was told to to shut up, to not act like that, so undignified, the Bible says he cried out all the louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. Then Jesus responded. Jesus didn't even stop the disciples from trying to silence him. He let it all play out. Because sometimes God wants to see just how bad you want him. Just how bad you want the thing that you're asking him for. Just the lengths you would go in order to receive it from him. What will you do to touch me? This is what happened. People don't like it, but it's just the the facts of it. The heavens suffer violence and the violent take it by force. Jesus responds after he gets louder and louder and louder coming after him. Jesus responds with this. What do you, what do you want me to do for you? Blind Bartimaeus, I want to receive my sight. Boom, healed in an instant. See, if blind Bartimaeus would have just kept being prim and proper, like the other Christians of the day wanted him to be, if he would have kept mumbling under his breath, Jesus, I need healing. Jesus, help my family. Jesus, I love you. Yeah, I love you. If he would have acted like that, he would have missed his miracle. Jesus would have walked on by, kept on walking. But because he shouted louder and louder, no one's going to stop me from getting my miracle. It's just not going to happen. Jesus responded, what do you want me to do for you? Man, church, I'm telling you, the the, the church, we've got to put some biastes in our voice. We have to, we've got to get loud. We've got to stop acting like, well, it's not in my personality you know, to worship that way. It's just, not, you know, it's just not in my personality to do that. And so, because God knows my heart, you better believe He knows your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It speaks. So, yeah, God, you'll show God your heart by how much you're willing to speak His name, come after His name, hunger and desire and thirst for His name. And our worship better get louder and louder, and louder, so that we can see heaven draw closer, and closer, and closer. We got to get violent for him. We have to cry out for him. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, heal those around me. Jesus, heal our country. Make sure we get his attention, just like blind Bartimaeus got his attention, because the heavens suffer violence. And the violent will take it by force. They will possess the miracle working power of God because they hunger for it, they go after it, and they're, they're not willing to take no at all. And God will show up in power with a people like that. He'll show up in power. If we would just tap into the miracle of intercession, we would see things move from the heavens that we never thought possible. If we want to see this place be a house of miracles, we better start to intercede. we got to start to intercede. You know, this is a, a really crazy uh, time that we're living in in this country, right? You guys noticed it? Yeah, you can respond. Yes, praise <laughs> the Lord. Mm-hmm. Man, there's, there's, there's so much going on right now, and there's so many people, so many people, not, not just unbelievers, but believers that are really Fearful right now. Very confused, fearful of the virus, frustrated because of an election. I'm just going to talk about the times we're living in. Is that okay? We're going to talk about it. And this is why the Lord told me to preach this message to you today. Instead of miracle of sanctification. Hear me, we're coming back to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that one. But miracle of intercession because, because man, we better start interceding on behalf of our country. We, We better. Because man, know this, man, there is power in heaven and there's power in you. If you've given your life to Jesus and the spirit of God has filled you, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. So there's power in you. There's power that God has given you in order to make the change that the earth needs to make. Did you know God placed you here right now in this moment? Right now, you are supposed to be here right now. And you're here to pray. And intercede on behalf of of those around us. See, see, if we would just humble ourselves and pray, turn from our wicked ways, turn from seeking what the world has to offer, seeking trying to blend in with them and be cool with them and look like them, turn from our wicked ways, God would hear from heaven and heal our land. That's what the Bible says, it's a promise first chronicles and so with, with all this turmoil right we, we see going on around us man we need to start being a people who intercede on behalf of all of it asking God to stop it because I'm, I'm telling you this right now while we're busy fighting against another political party <laughs> the enemy is busy destroying our entire country that's what he's doing and, 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 and believe it man He's destroying our democracy. He's destroying and trying to take our freedoms. And don't get it twisted. The reason he's doing all this, because it's Satan up to it. I promise you that. And the reason he is doing this is in order to stop the church in America. Because the church in America preaches the gospel message, promotes it, gives money and resources to it more than any other country by far. I mean, it's not even, it's not even close on the missionaries and the gospel message we're sending out. not even close America's way above at the top about it not to say the American church is perfect we're not but Jesus we want you we need you help us help us and so the enemy is trying to shut us up this is what he's doing first he sends a virus that's what he did he sent a virus because I'm telling you without a shadow of a doubt the Holy Spirit spoke to me it's the closest thing I've ever heard to an audible voice in my entire life from God the very first time I'd ever hear that loud he said, this virus, Keith, because we had stopped coming. We'd shut the doors for four weeks. We didn't know what the heck was going on, four or six. I'm not real great with time frames, but whatever. And I was praying, God, God, what are we doing? What are we doing? We don't, we don't know what's happening. What, what's, you tell me. And finally, one day, the Lord showed up in prayer to me. And he said, listen, he said, this virus is political in nature, and it's demonic by design. You're not here to mess with politics. You're here to bring the gospel. You're not here to do anything but crush the head of the serpent. So don't be letting a demonic presence stop you from meeting and gathering together. But this is what he tried to do, and I promise you it won't happen again. And listen, when we stop meeting together, hear me, and this is going to really upset people, but I don't really care. If we stop meeting together, it is sin. The Bible is clear. It's a commandment. Don't forsake the fellowship of gathering together. That is clear. And what that means is, is don't stop gathering in close proximity, laying hands on one another, praying for one another, believing God with one another. That's just what the Bible said. I didn't say it. You're mad. Be mad at him. Not at me. That's just the word of God. And this virus has tried to stop every single bit of that. It's also tried to stop how loud we can get in our worship by putting a mask on us. Listen, I'm not going against masks. Whatever, man, you got to wear a mask. Praise the Lord. Wear it. Praise God. I'm just saying, all of it is strategic on the enemy's part. I promise. And if we can't see it, well, we're blinded just like others are blinded. Because it's real hard to get real loud when you're like this. Real stinking hard. And then after the virus came... Division, division over racism, division over politics, division over everything else under the sun. Just division, 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 division in the church, division in the world. I mean, my goodness, we we can't get unity to save our lives. Satan is doing all this to bring down the church in America. And he's been doing it for years, planning this and manipulating this. Because we've got more freedoms in this country than any other country. It's not even close. We're able to preach the gospel anytime we feel like it to anybody that walks by and i'm telling you what we better Get more urgent with that message because people need it. They're gonna need it They're gonna need it We got to start contending with heaven violently Not standing for it not taking it for our nation and those in this nation I'm telling you we got to buy in socialism. We got to buy We can't have that crap here because if it does, the government tells you everything to do. Everything you can do, go research it. I've done my own research. You research it. See how awful it is. The government tells you everything. What to preach, what to say, what to eat, when to get up. It's all your freedoms are gone. They start giving you money. They'll take everything else from you. I promise you. Capitalism perfect? No. No, it's not. The only thing perfect going to come is when the kingdom of God and New Jerusalem comes down. That's it. When a perfect king reigns. But it's the closest thing we got on this earth. It's a capitalist democracy. It just is. Man, we got to bind that crap and start declaring in the heavens America will be saved, man. We speak things as though they are, not what we see as though they are. Declaring, the Bible says, declaring that the righteous will prosper, not the wicked. Uh uh-uh. uh, not the wicked quoting his word back to him. This is why it's so important to be in your word, man. You got to know the word of God. So, because the word of God got power, man. It never returns void. So we got to be speaking the word of God back to God, quoting it right back to him. God, you said, you said the wicked will never prosper. You said it. God, you said that every wrongdoing would be shouted from the rooftops. And so God, we pray for all the wrong to be exposed in Jesus name. We pray for it right now in Jesus' name because we believe it. You said, Lord, that you would give the righteous the land, that everywhere their feet tread, you give it to them. Give it to us because we ask for it. So God, we pray all this in Jesus' name. That's where the power and the authority comes from him. And I believe it and receive it, Lord, as your people. And my goodness, we got to start praying it like we know it's going to happen because God said it can happen and do it together this is why we started off in Matthew chapter 18 right Where two of you on earth if you can agree on anything man my father in heaven will give it to you because where two or three are gathered in my name I am there in their midst this is why we started there the miracle of intercession right? it's incredible whole nations can be transformed by the power of the gospel when the people of God intercede for them it can change we just got to stop getting tired and, and stop throwing our hands up at it. But believing God will, will save, save us and, hallelujah, bring his kingdom. And listen, there's several examples of this and I don't actually, I don't have time to, to go into them, but, but I will give you one. I will give you one. Is that all right? We'll give you one example of entire nations being saved to the power of prayer. Numbers chapter 14. It's incredible. Numbers chapter fourteen. The Israelites have, have now been walking in the wilderness. God just did all these amazing miracles, parted the Red Sea, sit twelve plagues on on Egypt so that, that Egypt would let his people go. They were in bondage, slavery for over four hundred years, and God does all these incredible miracles to, to set them free. Now they're out in the wilderness and they're walking around. But the people of, of, of Israel, the nation of Israel, is getting frustrated and upset because they're complaining and not praying. A lot of times what we do it sounds really familiar. It sounds super familiar. And, and, and here, they, here they are. This, this is what is happening. And, and so what they do, instead of fighting their battle up there, calling on God, believing God, trusting God, because look what already, he already done for them. Look at all the things he already done. They start fighting down here. And they go to kill Moses and Aaron. They go to stone them, their leaders. Well, we're going to kill the, 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 the leaders in the political party. If we do that, Everything will be fine. This is what they do. But God and his faithfulness shows up on behalf of Moses and Aaron. And the presence of God falls right there in the place just to save them because the people are going to kill them. Moses gets up, and it's really interesting what he does next, and I find it incredible. The next thing he does, he gets up and goes into the tabernacle, into the house of God, into the presence of God, and he begins to pray. You know, and, and I wonder, I wonder, right, like if I was Moses, would I pray the same way, right? Because listen, God was going to destroy every single Israelite was gonna wipe them off the face of the earth because they were ungrateful, because they were living in sin. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give their lives fully to him and because they were going after his anointed. And so I wonder, I'm not sure I'd have prayed like Moses, right? I might've been like, cool, God. I mean, I'm just saying they're trying to kill me. Go ahead, God, give them what they deserve. This is what we've, they reaped what they sowed, right? we'd even use scripture to justify our anger and angst against people. They don't teach anybody else to try to stone me again. If you kill that many people for me, Lord. Moses doesn't do that. You know what Moses does? Moses begins to intercede on behalf of the people. God, please don't kill them. Don't kill them. He begins to quote the word of God back to him. He said, Lord, your word, and you said this, that your power is great. And you declared by saying that that you're you're slow to anger and you're abundant in mercy, forgiving wrongdoings. He's he's quoting the word of God back to him as he's interceding on behalf of these people. Lord, forgive them of all their guilt like you have done from Egypt until now. You know what the Lord says back, his response to Moses? He says this, I forgive them in accordance to your word. Ooh, in accordance to your word. The prayer of Moses was able to save an entire nation. It changed the outcome of a situation that was already seemingly to be predetermined. This is how powerful intercession is. It's a, it's an incredible, incredible miracle. Church man, we, we've gotta we've gotta start interceding, believing God to do something great in in the lives of those around us, in the lives of those in our country. Listen to me, man. God can bring peace in the midst of all this chaos. He can bring joy. I'm telling you, in the midst of heartache. He can turn mourning into dancing torment into testimony, amen. He could turn bondage into freedom. If his people who are called by his name would humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, then he'll hear from heaven and heal their land and those in it. Come on and stand to your feet. We'll close. stand there with your arms like this, just out in front of you like you're going to receive something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray right now that by your Spirit, your Spirit would quicken even our mortal bodies, God, to show us the revelation of intercession. That, God, we would go after you, violently pursuing you ferociously in love with you i pray that lord and i pray right now you would put on each and every one of our hearts this gift of intercession we would all become intercessors god lifting up our co-workers our family our friends lifting up our community standing in the gap in front of the enemy god lifting up our country praying for them believing contending with heaven on behalf of them I pray that would be on all of our hearts right now impart it by your grace impart it by your spirit upon us and Lord right now together while we're all here Lord we, we, we speak healing over people right now we speak healing over those who are, are, are dealing with COVID-19 right now Jesus we speak healing over their body right now in Jesus name God right now give them healing And Lord, we all agree that you would protect us from the scheme of the enemy. That you would keep us healthy and safe during this time. And we thank you for that. And Lord, this week, I pray that you would would place this gift of intercession on the hearts of each and every one of us. That you won't let us rest, God. That we would be restless until we got in front of your throne until we contended with heaven for those around us. I pray that, Lord. And Lord, right now, I speak a blessing over each and every person within the sound of my voice. God, touch them, strengthen them, create a hunger and thirst inside of them. Jesus, reveal yourself to all of us, I pray. In Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name,